0: This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday, 10 to 2, on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. Let's return now to the Andrew Barry case and the absolutely horrific murders of those two little girls, four-year-old and six-year-old uh, daughters of Andrew Barry. He was convicted on two counts of second-degree murder. He was sentenced This morning, Andrew Barry sentenced to life in prison on those two second degree murder convictions. He will have no chance for parole until he has served 22 years in jail. The tragic deaths of these two little girls now has put the issue of child custody agreements under the microscope. According to the girl's mother, Sarah Cotton, Andrew Barry had been physically, verbally and emotionally violent during their common law relationship. In her statement after the sentencing this morning, she said the legal system is an incredibly acrimonious one that favors equal parenting time over the safety and the well-being of the children. She also called for changes to be made to the legislation around divorce, separation, mediation, parenting time, and access to children. Our next guest is Angela Marie McDougall, Executive Director of of the battered women's support services she says more training is needed to help judges understand the warning signs of family violence angela thanks a lot for coming on hey good day thank you very much do you agree with sarah cotton here that the that the system here is is too acrimonious and do we seek some cases now where maybe parents some parents get access to children that they shouldn't have access to
1: I, I agree with uh, with uh, the mother entirely, unequivocally. You know what we've got here is uh, 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 there's a lot of evidence to show that uh, that uh, you know when there's a abuse in a relationship uh, mo- uh, and then there's parenting uh, custody issues that the, the mother and the children uh, when uh, the mother and the children are, are at risk for violence, including legal violence. And there was enough evidence in this uh, case to give us a sense of the potential lethality of not only the mother, but also the children. And the problem that we have, and I know that you uh, talk about, the, you know, talking about judges, the training for judges, and that was just one part of the picture. We've got, uh, uh, you know, Sarah Cotton's correct. The mother is correct when she uh, talks about this idea of equal parenting time when there's these histories of uh, domestic violence by a father to a mother and, and to children. And, you know, and these are things that we've been attempting to address and disrupt, actually, through our work at Bad Women Support Services for 40 years.
0: Okay, do you think there were warning signs that were missed in this particularly tragic case?
1: There always is warning signs that are missed, sadly. And, you know, domestic homicide is one of the most predicted and most preventable uh, forms of lethal violence that we actually have. What we don't have, unfortunately, is a sense that the system takes the violence seriously. We uh, see routinely where... Uh, the, the idea of the, the children having, that the father having access, the abusive father having yeah. access to children ahead uh, of the evidence of violence. And this, you know, and Sarah Cotton is speaking to that as a, you know, here is a mother that is telling her own tragic story of the death of her daughters uh, in something that we all know. And, you know, there's enough research, there's enough evidence, and there's enough dead bodies to tell us exactly what the problem is what we don't have is a culture and a system that's prepared to address it in a meaningful way yet
0: okay Okay. certainly if there are any warning signs there if any kids are at risk obviously we need a system that's responsive to that what kind of changes do you think are needed
1: well i mean i think the you know and these changes have been have been suggested routinely we have a new family law act uh, in British Columbia that does address the domestic violence. However, the system continues to not take it seriously. We've got the apparatus uh, in place. What we don't have are the individuals within that apparatus to respond in the way that understands this legality.
0: Okay, so what, what do you need? Do you, more, you need more staff to in- enforce some of these uh, rulings? What, what's required?
1: So one of the things I know for sure in the province of British Columbia and right here in Metro Vancouver that would be really great is that we have a, a, an amazing network of services for women survivors of violence and their children. Transition houses, women's centers, victim service programs, community-based programs. This is a really good time for a community to invest in that community-based response. We know that when women and their children are connected to a community-based organization, uh, not unlike the organization that I work for, uh, they are safer. Uh, that's one thing for sure, and uh, you know, and this is a good time to to make donations to your local transition house women's organization for sure. the other and, and the other thing that the services do is that they help advocate within the system. women uh, who are dealing women and the children that are dealing with uh, lethal violence like this, potential lethal violence benefit from having an advocate, someone that stands with them that could help help hold the system accountable because again, we have but we have some of the best laws and policies quite frankly, in uh, in British Columbia and, you know, and Canada as a whole, in the world. However, it's not enforced, but in fact, it can be a game changer for women and their children. And that's, that's something that every woman that's dealing with violence uh, should have the benefit of.
0: Just got a minute left here, Angela. I've, I've talked to some dads in the past who felt that the system was maybe a little stacked against them and that maybe they were not getting as much access to their kids as they would like. I mean, the, the, in general, the concept of equal parenting, is that a sound one in your mind? I mean, obviously, the, the, the whole game changes if there's any evidence of threats of violence or abuse. But when you have, you know, two stable parents, I mean, equal, is equal parenting a good concept?
1: And this is a really important distinction that we're talking about right now we're not talking about uh, you know when, when marriages and relationships break up and there's no violence no abuse we're not talking about that at yeah. all we're yeah. not we're talking about a very specific situation of right. which there's always evidence and uh, what happens unfortunately is the system does not uh, does not take that evidence into consideration and okay. that is uh, that's the biggest problem and okay. and and, and, and in in light in terms of a, of a broader sense of uh, but we are working to change that. And, you know, and I just raise my hand to Sarah Cotton and, uh, and you know, and honor her. And, and, of course, our hearts will continue to be with her and her sure. daughter's daughters.
0: Angela, thanks for coming on. Thank you very much for the opportunity to speak to us. Thank you. Angela Marie McDougall, the Battered Women's Support Services. She's the executive director there.